Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's jump in to today's episode. Welcome to three lessons learned from being on TV. I had the amazing experience recently of being on the brunch with Courtney Pernishow. And this was back in October where I flew to Vegas to do it. It was super exciting. I have always wanted to be on TV, specifically have my own show, which I plan to someday. But here's the fun thing. I want to give a little backdrop on this. There's three lessons that I'm going to share with you, but there's so many, many lessons throughout this. First of all, last fall, or rather last year in 2021, I was on Clubhouse a lot. That, for those of you that don't know, is a social media app that's essentially like a chat room where you can go up on stage and you can also lead what they call rooms where you can moderate a certain discussion. So I met Courtney in one of those rooms. And at one point, I don't even remember this because I was meeting so many people all the time. She had said, if anybody's interested in being on this TV show that I'm doing, send me a note and we'll see if you're a fit. Well, I sent her a note that day because I was very excited about this. And I don't even remember when this was, but I'm going to guess it was sometime in the spring of 2021. I say that because one of the many lessons in this that I didn't even plan for this episode, and this is still part of my intro for those of you linear people that like to have things in order. One of my many lessons is to seize opportunity. When you're invited, why not? go for it. This happens all the time in business. And I see this a lot where even I think about my experience where maybe I've done a speaking engagement or or I've met somebody and I will say, if anybody's interested in contacting me, feel free to do so. Sometimes when I used to volunteer a lot to speak, I would say, just reach out anytime. And very few people actually did. And I feel like that is such a missed opportunity because you could be connecting with these people. You never know where things are going to happen. So that's my side note tangent, but it's relevant (laughs) for this specific intro. Met Courtney, Courtney on that clubhouse room, sent her a message, let it lie. I forgot about it. And then in, gosh, it must have been late summer early fall, maybe it was around September. I was in my car at the farmer's market in San Francisco. I saw an email from her and she had responded. Hey, I'd love to talk with you more about being on my show. And what did I decide to do in my excitement? I just picked up the phone. Her phone number was in the email. And by the way, side note, that's also a really good thing to have as a practice to put your phone number in your signature line. She did. I called her and from there we had, there was so much energy. It's so much better than email. And obviously there's a time and a place for email, but it was so fun to talk with her. She was just full of life. And I thought this is a person that I want to associate with. And I'd love to be on her show. In that conversation, she said, and invited me to be on her show. Well, then we went to getting it scheduled. And in October, I was there in Vegas, being interviewed on her show. What's also really cool about Courtney and her whole project is that she decided to bet on herself and do this TV show. 
And as somebody who's a great admirer and supporter of women-owned businesses, women empowerment, you can only imagine how excited I was to be a part of her mission. And it was something where it was on the beginning stages, or well, I should just say she was interviewing lots of people to get this thing up and running. And now it is streaming and it started this year, 2022. And my episode just launched on April 3rd, which for those of you, I don't know when you're listening to this or watching this, but that was yesterday. So this is really fresh in my mind because as I watched back the episode, or rather I watched it for the first time, I said, oh, this is such a good thing to talk to people about because there were a lot of lessons that I learned from being on this experience, even as an accomplished and, and frankly, I've been a very experienced speaker over the past 20 plus years. And that's why I wanted to share these tips with you, because even if you're already an accomplished speaker, these tips can be helpful. So, and let's face it, most of you are not up on stages on a regular basis. You're working in your businesses or at your job, doing the best elevation or that rather the best elevation, you're doing the best (laughs) at what you do and you are the best at what you do specifically in your communication, and we are always looking to get better. So let me share with you my first lesson, and that is to speak in sound bites. This continued to strike me during the interview. I was very, well, first of all, you know that I speak for a living. So I was thinking, oh, like usually I'm with story. I usually give a little bit of context to jump into the story and keep it brief and move forward. But man, I was reminded at actually what I also teach people when I do media training that you need to speak in sound bites less than 20 seconds. And it does not work to give a lot of context. You need to jump into the moment. So, for example, when she asked me about my New York trip, and for those of you who don't know, I had this vision. I've always wanted to live in Manhattan and in 2017, I was going to turn 50. And it was actually late August that I had this moment where I thought, why don't I just go and rent an apartment for a month and live in Manhattan so I can say that I've lived there and have that whole experience. So my my 50th birthday was in October of 2017. And that's what I did. So anyway, she asked me in the interview, so I heard you went to New York recently. Tell us about that. And I gave some context, which it wasn't terrible, but what I noticed during the entire interview is that she would jump to the jump to the chase when I was giving a little more context than probably necessary. And I noticed that and I thought, I got to really up my game here. It was really humbling for me. And with the, so the question about New York, instead of giving us all this backdrop, well, it was August. I was thinking about how expensive the house prices are in the Bay Area, and we were looking for a home. And then I thought, why don't I just go to New York? What I would have done differently now, when she asked me that question, I would have said, yes, I rented an apartment in New York for the month of my 50th birthday. And then drop that moment, see how she would respond. And then if there was more context needed later, I could give it. Now, I do think that with story in general, some back story to it is helpful. But we've got to keep in mind when you're on TV, I know all of us aren't on TV on a regular basis, but in general, you want to speak in sound bites because 
that's going to be much shorter, better for editing purposes for them. And there's a lot more, there's just more, let's just say it's less forgivable with TV because they've got to keep those things to sound bites. And the more we can keep those moments succinct, the better it's going to be for us. This is directly in line with what I teach around having a lead or a point to your story. And I'm not just talking about an actual story. I'm talking about a meeting or something, starting with that point. What is the point of that message? And that's where another alternative with the New York story is I could have said, yes, I rented an apartment in New York for my 50th birthday. That would have been a great answer. And then given a little bit of context and see where things lied, went with that. But you do want to be careful because I don't know about you, but I have to be very intentional about my, (laughs) my tendency to ramble. And sometimes we might give the punchline, but then we give all this context after that. I notice this a lot when I'm coaching people on how to do their introductions, where they might get out the first few things that PPU formula, as I talk about, say something personal, professional, and unique. And then they sort of let that unique drag on. And then it doesn't end as declarative as it could, as succinct, and with as much credibility. So something to keep in mind there. So that's the first lesson that I learned is having those sound bites super, super helpful. And this is also really good practice for anybody who wants to be more succinct. Think about what is the point that I'm trying to make here and how can I make it and then land the plane? That is a great tip to think about for how we can be more succinct in our everyday communication So it's really helped me. That whole experience really helped me to up my game. And I'm going to be on another show coming up here soon. So all these things are really good fodder for certainly for me and for everybody, hopefully listening. The next one. So number one is speak in sound bites. The second lesson is bring in your tribe. I was fortunate enough to have a dear friend come with me on the trip to Vegas And I don't necessarily mean that everybody needs to have somebody with them whenever you're doing some big meeting or something. But what was so powerful for me in general is telling everybody about it, involving people on social media, emailing my friends in general that I was going through this experience. I had no idea in October when this thing was actually going to be aired, or frankly, if it was going to be aired at all, to be honest. I had quite a lot of confidence because I know Courtney is a woman who goes for what she wants and makes things happen. And yet I just went with it, but I involved my community, brought in the people who love and support me. And maybe there are a few out there that don't love and support me, but they heard about it anyway on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. It's so fun. It builds connection and relatability when we can draw in people and involve them in something fun and exciting. And for me, it was really fun. And for people that know me and know that that was a dream that I had for all those years to be on a show could rally along with me and celebrate with me because we don't celebrate enough. We work so hard and most of the time we don't stop to celebrate our wins. And it wasn't just when I say win, 
What I mean by that is that it was the journey. The journey is the win. <laughs> Let's think about it that way. And the power of bringing in people was so great on social media. And again, like I said, my friends in general, but the frosting on the cake or the cherry on top of that Sunday was my friend, Melissa Swenson, or no, her name is Komernitsky now. Forgive me, Theo. Hope you're not listening to this, her husband, but Melissa came with me and we had the time of our lives doing so many fun things on the ride in Vegas, along with the actual show. But on the show, she was there. She was doing some filming with me simply on my iPhone to project some of these things into the world. And what was so fun is that there was this hilarious blooper that she that she captured and things like that to have another person in the mix. And if you're thinking about this also related to business, having somebody that's got your back, somebody that can read an email that maybe you feel like you're a little nervous to send or something where, gosh, I've got to have a difficult conversation with somebody. Maybe you could role play it with a friend of yours. So bringing in your tribe like that will be so, so powerful. And I know for me, it was, first of all, it was very helpful from a business perspective and also just a support perspective with choosing the right clothes and making sure she she would say, well, have you thought of this? Or have you thought there was just all these great things that she was informally coaching me on. And it was super helpful because let's face it, something like that, just like in some of your business dealings can be high stakes where you're going to feel this pressure. So pressure is eased when you have someone there that is safe and supports you and that, you know, like, and trust. So number two, which I just described is bring in your tribe. Let's move to lesson number three. Lesson number three is to be interesting. And that may sound really simple and it is simple. And yet not all of us are good at articulating how interesting we are. Every one of you listening to this has a story and you are interesting. The challenge is how do we communicate that unique, interesting, fun fact or elements of us that we don't even realize are there. And one of the things that is unique about me that I did talk about is that New York trip. And for those of you listening and have follow, followed me for a while, you've heard about that trip a lot. It was a really exciting thing for me. The other thing that I did is now back in the day, I didn't think I was that interesting that I wanted to move to San Francisco, but I've realized that is pretty interesting. Not everybody from the Midwest just decides <laughs> on a whim. Hey, well, it wasn't exactly a whim, but I didn't have a plan. I threw a bunch of stuff in the truck of my car enough for three weeks and drove cross country. And then I landed in San Francisco and I never left. So that's an interesting fun fact about me. There's a, what, what's a fun fact about you? What's something interesting? And if you can't think of something, ask people around you. Say, hey, what do you notice that's a little bit different about me than, than other people? And that can help start making a list and think about how fascinating these things really can be. So when Courtney interviewed me, she also talked about the fact that I'm donating my kidney to my husband. And that's a fun fact. That is not something that most people do every day. I'm also one of nine kids. And here's a little math fun fact for you. I am now the only girl and I have six older brothers. So you can figure out how that happened potentially. Little things like that 
can make a massive difference in people wanting to keep listening. So if we say, well, why does this matter? Well, it matters because if we don't come across as interesting, it's not going to be something that we're, people are drawn to. For example, I just did a podcast with a friend of mine named Michelle Newman, and she had this great discovery for something now she's created as a business. And it came through a hot flash that she had, and she had this discovery sitting in her daughter's music recital. So things like that can make us go, oh, that's so fascinating. And some of you who follow Mel Robbins, you may know her story of how she was watching TV uh, half. Well, she, she fully says that she was very much full of alcohol at the time that she saw that show and saw the rocket go. And that's when she came up with the five second rule. So you can Google that for more information. But these things that stand out about us, and if we can, those are the things that are going to make a difference. Those are the things that people gravitate toward. But why did I tell you about Michelle? The hot flash, but also she survived a brain hemorrhage. And that's obviously very significant. And those things can be something that draw our attention to us. Now, I understand that there's a time and a place for what you want to share, what's appropriate, what you feel comfortable sharing, because some of those things can be very vulnerable. So think about just brass tacks. You could start with what's your favorite place to go on vacation? I happen to be a little obsessed with lip balm and tie-dye. So that's sometimes something I share. If I want something that's low vulnerability and just sort of funny, that can be a way to make yourself stand out. Let's recap three lessons learned from being on TV. Number one, speak in sound bites. Number two, bring in your tribe. And number three, be interesting. Draw out that uniqueness in you so that you can stand out with unshakable confidence. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster, and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence. <laughs>